Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features a three episode storyline from the kids' show Big John and Sparky. The episodes first aired in 1951. And now it's time for the further adventures of Big John and Sparky. Today's chapter is entitled A Mysterious Man in the Shack. Springtime in Cincinnati, Ohio, is one of the most pleasant times of the year, but you know the weather is very unpredictable. <laughs> Just the other day, uh, Sparky and I and the mayor were caught in a snowstorm when we went out to fly a kite, of all things. Yes, the weather can be nice and beautiful and spring-like one moment, and just in a matter of minutes, it's uh, changed and it's cold or blustery. Today, as we um, open the chapter, Sparky and I are in our living room, in our little house, all the way up the next block in Cincinnati. Big John, it sure is lonesome around here today. Well, for once, I have to agree with you. It is lonesome around here with both Mayor Plumfront and Yuki Butcher not being in town. What do you think we ought to do to keep from just getting bored to death? <laughs> I don't know. You got any ideas? Hey, I know. You want to go back to Wobbledings Woods with me and fly my kite? Fly a kite? No, thanks. I had enough kite flying the other day. No, no kite flying for me, buddy. Well, uh... Hey, I know. Uh, do you want to take uh, Bunny for a walk back in Wobbledings Woods? It's a nice day. Want to, Big John? Take a walk in the woods? Well, now, that sounds like a good idea. First, though, let me take a look at the sky out there. I want to make sure the weather doesn't change like it did the other day. Oh, it's real nice outside. Just take a look out the window. You can see. See how nice and clear and blue the sky is? Yeah, say, it is a pretty day. Of course, it was just as pretty as uh, this the other day when we went out to fly your kite and we were out more than a half an hour and it started to rain, got cold, even snowed. I don't oh, know. Come on, Big John, it won't rain today. Come on. Well, I won't take any chances. How's the temperature outside? I heard the man on the radio say it was 63, I think. That's that's warm. Well, okay, I guess it'll stay nice. The other day was just unusual. I'll go get my jacket and my hat and... Listen, by the way, you're not going outside without your cap, are you? Don't worry. I'll wear my beanie, and, and I'll wear the jacket that all the guys on our team got last year for winning the championship in the Knot Hole Baseball League. Mm, fine. Now, can Bunny go along, too, Big John? Sure. Bunny likes to go outside once in a while, too. Go on down to the basement and get him, huh? Okay, Big John, Okay. <laughs> Okay, old buddy, where are you going? Bye-bye. Come on, buddy. Come on. Stop jumping up on me like that. <laughs> Come on, let me get up the steps there. Come on. Big John. Hey, Big John. Buddy, won't let me get up the steps. Oh, that dog. Honey, come on up here. Here, buddy. Come on, we're going to take a walk out Wobbledings Woods. <laughs> that did it, that did it. <laughs> there he comes. Boy, Bunny, there's one thing you like to do. Let's take a walk. All right, now stop jumping up and down like that. Get down off me. Stop now. Stop. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going for a walk. You don't have to beg. Yeah, now you got to bark it again. <laughs> Can't make up his mind. Well, let's go right out this back kitchen door. 
Come on, here we go, Bunny. Stop jumping like out like... Come on, come on, come on. How do you expect me to open the door? Hey, get out of the way there. I'll open it, John. Hey, this is a beautiful day. Oh, it's warmer out here than it is in the house. Ah, look at him go. <laughs> We're running out into the yard. Yeah, go get him, Bunny. <laughs> go get him, Bunny. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, Bunny. Oh, boy, she's <laughs> Come on, John, let's go. Bunny's way ahead of us. He's almost over to the woods already. Yeah, you don't have to worry about Bunny. He'll never get lost in Waldings Woods. He knows his way around back here better than I do. Hey, looky there. There's a real pretty bluebird over there. See that? Where? Oh, yeah. That's a blue jay. Yeah, pretty, isn't he? Yeah, look at the two squirrels running along the, the by the big walnut tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> One's chasing the other. There goes one of them right up the trunk of the tree. How do they hold on like that? <laughs> they got little claws on their feet. You know, Sparky, I'm glad our house is right next to Wobbledee's Woods. That way we have lots of birds and animals in our backyard that we wouldn't ordinarily have, you know. Yeah, we sure did have lots of animals, all right. Boy, there were squirrels and rabbits in our backyard all year. Well, hey, you know that there are raccoons and opossums back in Wobbledee's Woods, Big John? Yeah, I know. Uh-oh, look over there. Look, look. See? A cardinal. A cardinal. That's a baseball player, bird. That's a St. Louis cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they sure are pretty, though. Yeah, they sure are. Looks like I'm going to have to give this bench a coat of white paint here. Come on, Big John. Stop looking at garden furniture. Let's get back into the woods. Yeah, all right. Lead the way. And there's Howard Boskin next door walking into his garage. What do you say there, Howard? Hey, buddy. Hi, Mr. Boskin. You going for a ride in your sports car today? (laughs) Yes, yes. Looks like that's what he's going to do. Oh, he likes that sport car of his. He's shaking his head. Well, come on. Push open a place in the bushes now so we can go through there. Come on through here, Big John. Bushes are getting bumps on them. Yeah, it won't be long before they have green leaves all over them, too. Hey, look at all the trees. The bugs look like they're just about ready to pop open. Yeah. Boy, I can't wait till summer gets here. I don't know why you want summer to get here. You can't wait till vacation time. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I like vacation time. Don't you? Well, yeah, sure, sure, I like it. Hey, listen, Big John, now that we're back in the woods and she can't see us anymore, I'm going to tell you something. While we were walking in the backyard through the woods, Mrs. Twohill was peeping out her window at us. I could see her push back her curtains. Well, Sparky, if Mrs. Twohill finds pleasure peeping out from behind her curtains at people, let her look. That doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, but boy, she always has to know what's going on in the neighborhood. What an old nosy. Oh, now... I guess she's wondering why we're coming back here in the woods as if it's any of her business. Probably thinks we're going to dig up a buried treasure or something. Well, it's a wonder she doesn't follow us. Now, Sparky, you mustn't talk like Mrs. T- talk about Mrs. Trudeau like that. Not just as... Well, still, it's true. Well, I know it's true, but you just let her go. She isn't hurting anyone. <laughs> Whatever rapid airs McEaster sees Mrs. Twohill peeping out of the window at us, he waves at her and yells, Hi, Mrs. Twohill. <laughs> well, you can see that old curtain fly back into place and Mrs. Twohill disappears away from the window. Something. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are something. Yeah. Well, there's the fork in the path. Now, let's see which one do you want to follow. Which way? Oh, uh, we may as well go this way back toward our clubhouse shack. That's the way Bunny went. Okay. You know, whenever we come back this way, I think Bunny automatically follows this path because he always thinks we're going back to the shack. He knows. Well, that's only natural. He knows all you boys are always back here in your clubhouse when you come back in the woods. See, where aren't any of the boys back here in the woods today? No, they're 
Now, home doing your homework. Doing homework? Why aren't you? I didn't get any. I knew all my lessons real good today, and so I didn't have to do any homework tonight. Oh, it's the same thing every night. I don't have any homework to do. You must be one of the smartest kids in the class. Hey, I got a special reason for wanting to come back here to the clubhouse, Big John. I guess I can tell you now. What? Uh, none of us kids have been back here for a couple of days, and uh, I want to look at it and see if I should uh, bring up at the next uh, club meeting that uh, maybe I ought to make a project of painting it this year. I see. You're thinking about painting the shack, huh? Where do you figure you're going to get the money to pay for the paint? Oh, I don't know. We'll get it somewhere. Yeah, from me, I suppose. That's probably why you suggested we take this little stroll. Get a little propaganda oh, no, here. no. Of course, now that you bring it up, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, what about that? Would you like to buy some paint for our clubhouse? <laughs> here comes the soft sell, the old pitch. Well, we'll see. I'll have to take a look at the shack first to make sure that it needs a coat of paint. Oh, don't worry. It needs it all right. Where do you see it? Boy, I'm telling you, it's beginning to look like nothing but an old shack. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's... Hey. What's the matter? Here's our clubhouse shack, and look at that. What? There's smoke coming out of the chimney. There's somebody inside. Somebody inside? Well, maybe it's one of the club members. Rabbit Ears McKeister, or Charlie Clamardy, Maxie Finster, somebody like that. Yes, sure is. Not them. I know, because they're all home doing their homework. Yes, sir, Big John. There's somebody inside our clubhouse shack who has no business being in there. Do you think perhaps it's Gas House Street Gorilla Gang? Maybe it's Crunch Hexen Smasher or Roscoe McKeever or Hermie Zickensacker or one of those guys. Well, could be. You're better not be and tell you that right now. Look, let's be real quiet and sneak up on the shack and take a look in through the window. Okay. Be real quiet. Hey, Sparky, what are you going to do if it is the Gas House Street Gorilla Gang? Well, if it is, boy, they just better watch out. Shh. Quiet. All right. We don't want whoever it is in the shack, Harris. Okay. See, here we are now. Let's peep in the window. Okay, now careful. So they don't see us. Okay. Hey, what? Look. What? It's a man. A man? Let's see. By George, it is a man. What's he doing? Yes, there? sir, he's a man. Hey. A very mysterious man sitting on a box with his back to the window. Now, what's he doing there? Who is he? Where'd he come from? Another adventure started. Who was the mysterious man sitting in the clubhouse shack in Wobbledings Woods, head buried in his hands with a worried look in his face? I've never seen him before, nor has Sparky, but we've got to find out who he is and what he's doing there. So, until next time, I guess you'll just have to wonder. So long, yes. And now it's time for the further adventures of Big John and Sparky. Today's chapter is entitled, The Mysterious Man in the Shack. It was a beautiful spring day in Cincinnati as today's adventure began. Sparky and I were taking a walk in Wobbledings Woods. 
enjoying the fresh air, the gentle spring sunshine. Bunny had gone with us, and he had run off into the underbrush someplace. As Sparky and I were approaching the uh, clubhouse shack that Sparky's gang has back there in the woods, Sparky noticed that smoke was coming from the chimney. There was a mysterious visitor. Let me tell you about it this way. Hey, hey, John, when we get back to our clubhouse shack, I want to I want to take a look at it and see if it could use a coat of paint. For which I will have to pay, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, no, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. But um, seriously, Big John, it could use some paint. Boy, our clubhouse is starting to look like nothing but an old shack. In fact, if it won't... Hey, look. What's the matter? There's our clubhouse shack, and look at that. There's smoke coming out of the chimney. Hey, there's somebody inside our shack. Somebody inside? Well, perhaps it's one of the club members. Rabbit Ears McKeister, Charlie Clamberding, Maxie Finster, somebody like that. Oh, no, it's not them. I know that because they're home doing their homework. I'm sorry. There's somebody inside there that has no business in there. Do you think perhaps it's the Gas House Street Gorilla Gang? Maybe it's Crunch Hexensmasher or Roscoe McKeever or Hermie Zickensacker or one of those boys. Could be. And sure better not be. I'm telling you that right now. Let's be real quiet and sneak up on the shack and look inside, huh? Okay, but be real quiet. What are you going to do if it is the Gas House Street Gorilla Gang in there? Well, boy, they'd better watch out if it is. Shh. Let's be quiet now. Yeah, we don't want whoever is in there to hear us. Let's peep in the window over here. Come on over this way. Careful. Watch out that they don't see us. Hey, look. It's a man. A man? Let me see. Why, George, it is a man in there. Yes, sir, a man, a very mysterious man sitting on a box with his back to the window. What's he doing in there? Who is he? No telling. And if he hears us, there's no telling what he might do. You afraid of him, Big John? Well, no, I'm not afraid of him. I'm not exactly, but there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being cautious. Well, I'd like to know why he's in there, too. I'm just as curious as you are, Sparky. I can't imagine why anyone would want to break into a little shack like this. Shh. Let's in the window again. Quiet now. Can you still see him? What's he doing? Can you see him? Yeah, yeah. There he is. He's still sitting there like he was before. He's still sitting there with his back toward the window. Let me take a look. He's a rather big man. I wish he'd turn this way so we could see his face. Yeah. Wonder who he is, too. Yeah. And where he came from. Yeah. Can't understand why he'd just sit there with his face buried in his hands like that. He doesn't even move. He just sits there real quiet. You don't think he's asleep, do you, Big John? No, I don't think he's asleep. Just moved a foot just a moment ago, and every once in a while... Seems like he just heaves a heavy sigh. Well, what do you think we ought to do? Should we call the police and have them come and chase him out of our shack? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we want to do that. After all, it might be just some poor old man who has no home. Yeah, but then again, Big John, maybe he's an escaped convict. Escaped convict? Oh, now, Sparky. Where would an escaped convict come from around here? There isn't any prison nearby, and I don't recall hearing about any prison breaks lately. Well, maybe somebody who's hiding out from the police. No, no, no. 
If he were, we'd have read about it in the papers or heard about it on the radio. Well, let's do something about it. That guy can't stay in our shack. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, he's getting up. What? He's walking over toward the other side of the room. Hey, look what he's doing. What's he doing? He's eating our official club food. Food? Do you kids keep food in your shack? Sure. It's a big box of crackers. Oh. And that man in there is eating them. Come on, Big John. Let's get back home so I can call the police. Now, wait a minute. Why are you going to call the police? Well, I'm going to have that guy arrested for trespassing and stealing our valuable food. No, you're not. You can't have him arrested for trespassing. Why not? Well, in the first place, this isn't your property. Wobbledeen's Woods doesn't belong to anybody. At least not anybody that I know of. Well, I know that, but our shack belongs to us, and that's what he's in. He's in our shack. Sure, but your shack isn't on your own property. Oh. Yeah. I forget about being so quick to call the police. Okay. Boy, if Bunny were here, I'd just walk in there and I'd ask that guy what he's doing in there. Hey, by the way, where is Bunny? He ran off into the woods somewhere. He's probably chasing a rabbit or something. He's all right. Don't worry about Bunny. What I'm concerned about is, what about that man in the shack? Yeah, what about the man in the shack? Let me look in the window again. Maybe if we watch him a while, we can determine whether or not he's harmful or whether he's dangerous. Well, he might be harmless, but he sure is eating up our box of crackers. Boy, the way he eats. Sure does act like he's hungry. I wonder if he's just a poor old man who doesn't have a job or money or or even a home. He might be. Yeah, that could be. Well, then why don't we just go in there and ask him? Well, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Let's, let's just let's stay here for a minute and watch him and see what he does. Well, he hasn't done anything except get up and get that box of crackers off the shelf over there in the corner. If we don't stop him, he's going to eat the whole box. Well, if he's hungry, let him eat him. If he eats them all, I'll buy your club a whole new box. Oh, well, okay. Hey, look, he's turning his head this way. Oh, look at that, he's got a beard. Yeah. You know, his face seems slightly familiar, but I can't seem to place it. Well, he looks harmless enough. Yeah, he looks harmless. He does. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he even looks a bit helpless. Look at those wrinkles in his forehead. He looks like he's worried about something. Hey, you know something? He almost looks like he's ready to cry. I doubt if that man's a tramp. If he is, he's the best dress tramp I've ever seen. His clothes are wrinkled and a bit dirty, but they're not very old. Look like they're pretty good clothing. Come on, Big John. Let's go inside and find out who he is. Well, all right. I suppose that is the best thing to do. Yeah, let's go on in. Now, no, wait a minute. Now, maybe you'd better stand behind me, all right? Okay, go ahead. Open the door. All right. Now, give me time. Now, what we want to do is just... Act like we don't know he's in there, see? We'll just walk in just like we're just walking in, just like we're walking through the woods and we come up and we just go in and we don't know there's anybody in there, see? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> well, looks like there's somebody in here. Hello well, there, mister. How are somebody you? Somebody in our clubhouse shack. Hi there, mister. What are you doing here? What's the matter, mister? Can't you talk? The giant just sits here looking down at the floor. Yeah, so I notice. <clears throat> um, mister, are, are you lost, or don't you have any home? <laughs> Can't you hear me, mister? Boy, Big Johnny must know we're here, but he doesn't even look up. 
That's looked up since we walked in. Hey, mister, what's the matter with you? Look, if you're cold and hungry, you're welcome to come over to our house. We just live nearby. I'll give you a nice warm meal and the price of a shave and a haircut. You could certainly use that. Yeah, he just sits there, Big John. Oh, here comes Bunny. Hey, mister, I hope you're not afraid of dogs. If Bunny comes in here barking, he's my dog. Don't be afraid, because he won't bite you. He just likes to bark a lot. Do you hear me, mister? <laughs> he still won't talk. Say, mister, are you sick? Why don't you, uh... Why don't you look up at us? Here's Bunny. Now, Bunny, don't bother that man. Hey, look, say, John Bunny jumped up into the man's lap. Hello, Bunny, old boy. How are you, feller? Hey, I guess you're the only friend I have got left in this world. Huh? Hey! That's Mayor Pumfront, Big John. That man is Mayor Pumfront. Well, I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Mayor Pumfront. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, now, kids, if this isn't something, this mysterious man with the beard we found in our clubhouse shack turns out to be Mayor Pumfront. But he won't talk to us. Just sits there looking down at the floor. Hey, Mayor, I thought you went to Florida with the little Dilly. How come you aren't down there now? See, that kid, she just won't talk. Now, I wonder what in the world is wrong with him. He just sits there and pets my dog, Bunny. Well, now, if this isn't a mystery. Well, I guess we have to leave you now, kids, but I'll see you later. So long. And now it's time for the further adventures of Big John and Sparky. Today's chapter is entitled, The Mysterious Man in the Shack, Part 2. One day while Sparky and I, and Sparky's dog, Bunny, were out in Wobbledings Woods taking a leisurely stroll, we were attracted by a column of smoke rising from the chimney of the clubhouse shack in Wobbledings Woods. Sparky and I went to investigate, and we found a strange man huddled on a chair in the middle of the shack. We, uh, we didn't know who he was, and, uh, well, we didn't know until we went in to ask him. And then were we ever surprised to find it was... Well, perhaps you'd better listen to today's episode as we bring you part two of The Mysterious Man in the Shack. Okay, come on, Big John. Let's go inside the shack and see who the man is there and find out why he's sitting in there. Yeah, all right, all right. Now, just give me time because we have to, we have to be very nonchalant about this whole thing, Sparky. Now, what we'll do is we'll just, we'll just walk into the shack as though we didn't know there were anyone in there and then we'll act quite surprised. Now, you gotta, now you stay close to me so in case there's any trouble here, I want to be able to take care of you. All right, here we go. Well, I'll tell you, it's a very nice... Well, look at this, Sparky. There seems to be somebody here. Hello there, mister. Well, somebody in our clubhouse? Yeah. Hi there, mister. What are you doing here? (laughs) What's the matter, mister? Can't you talk? (laughs) Uncle Johnny just sits there looking down at the floor. Yeah, so I notice. Um, Mister, are you lost or don't you have any home? (laughs) What's the matter? Can't you hear me, mister? Well, he must know we're here, but he hasn't even looked up ever since we walked in. Hey, mister, what's the matter with you? Look, if you're cold and hungry, you'd be welcome to come over to our house. I'll give you a nice warm meal and the price of a shave and a haircut. He just sits there, Big John. Oh, here comes Bunny. Oh, mister, I hope you're not afraid of dogs. If Bunny comes in here barking, don't be afraid, because he won't bite you. He just likes to bark a lot. 
You hear me, Esther? Boy, he still won't talk. Mister, are you sick? Why, why won't you look up at us here? Bunny into the shack. Now, Bunny, don't bother that man. Hey, look, big giant. Bunny jumped up into the man's lap. Yes, he acts like he knows him. Hello, Bunny, old boy. How are you, feller? I guess you're the only friend I've got left in this whole world. Hey, that's Mayor Pumpfront's voice. That man is Mayor Pumpfront. So I see. Bunny, step out of the way here. I want to talk to the mayor. I know it's the mayor now. Mayor. Mayor, what are you doing here? Mayor, will you talk to me? Mayor? Hey, Mayor Plumfront, this is Sparky. Don't you know me? Boy, Big John, maybe that's it. Maybe Mayor Plumfront has lost his memory and he doesn't know us. Oh, I doubt that, Sparky. Well, maybe he's lost his voice. You just heard him speak when Bunny jumped up in his lap. For goodness sakes, Mayor, why do you just sit there looking down at the floor like that? What's the matter with you, anyway? And look at yourself. You look like you haven't had a shave in four or five days. You look like a bum, Mayor. Have you been riding freight trains or something? Well, he raised his head on that one, Sparky. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at me. Yeah, that's exactly what I am, lad. A bum. A shiftless old bum. A shiftless old bum who rides the rods. Oh, snap out of it, Mayor. What makes you think you're an old bum? Did bomb? you really ride a freight train there, Mayor? Yes. Yep. Yep, I rode the freight train. I'm nothing but a bum, lad. Nobody loves your old former ex-mayor. Ex-mayor? That's right. What in the world are you talking about? You're still the mayor. I won't be after they get my resignation up at City Hall, Buster. Resignation? What do you mean, resignation? Are you going to resign? Why not? Why not? Well, why? I mean, give me one good reason. Because I'm a shiftless, no-account, no-good bum, Buster. That's why. He's a bum who rides freight trains, Big John. Quiet, Sparky. My goodness. Just let the lad talk, Buster. It's true. What do you think happened on board the Widadilly's train when she was going home to Florida? I don't know, but I'd like to know... What happened? The widow Dilly refused to talk to me. Said she was going back to Florida to forget me. Said she never wanted to see me again as long as she lived. Hey, that means that you won't be marrying her then. Ah, oh, I'm I told you to stop that. Will you settle down there? Mayor, just because the widow Dilly doesn't want to marry you, that doesn't mean that your life has been ruined. Oh, it's not only that, Buster. When the conductor came around in the train to collect the tickets... I didn't have any. Well, naturally. You hopped on the train at the last minute to try to talk the widow Dilly out of leaving town. The train pulled out of the station before you could get off. Yeah, but the conductor wouldn't believe that. He wouldn't? No. Then when he asked me to pay him a fare to Florida, I didn't have any money with me. I left it home in such a hurry I forgot my billfold. Didn't have a cent. Not a single solitary lone individual red cent. What happened, Mayor? I mean, did they kick you off the train? Now, Sparky, I told you not to talk like that. Why not, Buster? Why not? It's exactly what happened. When the train reached Lexington, Kentucky, off the train I went. And did the widow Dilly lift one little finger to help me? I ask you, did she? Did she? Did she? No, didn't lift a finger. Oh. <laughs> well, Mayor, why didn't you tell the conductor who you were? I mean, surely after you told him you were the mayor of Cincinnati, he'd have trusted you. I did tell him, Buster. He wouldn't believe me. 
and I didn't have anything with me to prove it. And the widow Dilly told the conductor she didn't even know me. Can you imagine that? The widow Dilly said she didn't even know me. And here only just a few short weeks ago, she and me was almost married. Oh, now, Mayor, don't let it get the best of you. Buck up. Well, I... Yeah, buck up, Mayor. Buck up. What do you mean, buck up? They kicked me off the train in Lexington. So then what did I do? I had to ride on a freight train in order to get back to Cincinnati. Well, now, why in the world did you do that, Mayor? No money. You need money to get a ticket, you know. Well, why didn't you use the telegram? I'd have wired you money if you'd have just called on me. I'd have helped you out. Well, you see, I... There. There you are. There you are. Just goes to show you. Just goes to show you, not only am I a shiftless, no-account bum, but I'm a shiftless, no-account stupid bum. Too stupid to wire home for money. Oh, I'm telling you, Buster, and you too, lad, I'm no good. Now, Mayor, I wouldn't say that. No, neither would I, Mayor. Well, I would. What do you think happened to me as the freight train on which I was riding pulled into the freight yards here in Cincinnati? I don't know what. What? I don't know either, Mayor. What happened? As I was getting out of the freight car, which I was riding in, a railroad policeman nabbed me, and I was trying to tell him who I was. He just laughed. You mean he wanted to arrest you? He really wanted to arrest me. But I escaped by jumping on another freight train, and the train stopped out here in the Cheviot freight yards, and I got off and I walked over here to Wubbledeen's Woods. I've been hiding out in this here shack of Sparky's for the last two days. Oh, my... Well, you can forget all this business about you being a bum, and you come on home with us, Mayor. You can shave and take a bath, and, and then we'll have a nice warm meal, and it'll hit the spot, and you'll be feeling a lot better when it's all over. No, 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 Buster. I'm a broken man. What do you mean? The widow Dilly done up and left me, and I'm a broken man. I'm a broken man. Oh, now, Mayor. No, there's no use talking, Buster. I've got my mind made up. I'm going to send in my resignation to City Hall, and they can just go and elect themselves a new mayor. Well, now, why would you want to do a thing like that? Why would you want to do a thing like that? What will you do, Mayor? Well, I'm I'm going to go off into the woods and live like a hermit. I'll live off the berries that grow wild in the woods, and I'll make my clothes out of rabbit skins. After these here clothes that I've got on wear out. Oh, Mayor, this whole thing is ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live like a hermit. I ain't having nothing to do with no more females. And the best way to do that is to go off into the woods and live like a hermit. So long, Buster. Or rather, I should say, farewell. Farewell, Buster. And farewell, lad. Boy, Big John, he's going to do it. I'll stop him. Listen to this, Mayor. You know how much you like sirloin steaks like they serve at Jerome and Thomas's Steakhouse. If you live in the woods like a hermit, you'll never be able to sit down at the table at Jerome and Thomas's and eat one of those steaks. I don't care. I don't care. I'm leaving this here world and all its pleasures behind to live like a hermit in the woods. Mayor, you don't mean that. Come home with me. We're going to have sirloin steak for supper, just like they serve down at Jerome and Thomas's Steakhouse. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on home with us. Nope. You can't bribe me. You can't talk me into changing my mind by trying to tempt me with anything like a... 
Sirloin oh, steak. I'm going off into the woods, and I'm going to live like a hermit. And I'm going off right now. Farewell. Boy, Big John, he means it. He's going to do it. There goes Mayor Plump right off into the woods to live like a hermit. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, Big John, the mayor's gone off into the woods to live like a hermit. He disappeared into the high-growing weeds. Wonder how long he'll live like a hermit. I wonder if we'll ever see the mayor again. Boy, this old town won't be the same with that good old mayor Plumfront. Well, guess there's nothing to do but go home and eat supper. Boy, sirloin steak with chocolate cookies for dessert. I'm about flurry already. And just think, poor mayor Plumfront will have nothing to eat but wild berries and herbs. Well, guess there's nothing left to do but close the door in her club half shack and go home. So long. And now it's time for the further adventures of Big John and Sparky. Today's chapter is entitled, Who's Fooling Who? On a beautiful spring day in our hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio, Sparky and I had gone out into Wobbledings Woods to take a little walk. We were surprised to see smoke coming from the chimney of the clubhouse shack back there in the shack the kids used. And when we investigated, we found out it was Mayor Plumfront. Mayor Plumfront, who said he was going to go off into the woods and live like a hermit because his girlfriend, Daffodil Dilly, had rejected him and he was thrown off the train and had to hitchhike back to Cincinnati and all that. But his mind seemed to be made up and we couldn't talk him out of it. Listen. No, there's no use talking, Buster, lad. I'm a broken man. The widow delay done up and left me, and I'm a broken man. A broken man. Oh, now, Mayor, that's no way to talk. Ain't no use talking, I said. I've made up my mind. I'm going to send in my resignation to City Hall, and they can go ahead and elect a new mayor. Now, why would you want to do a thing like that? But, Mayor, Mayor, what will you do? I'm going to go off into the woods and live like a hermit. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live off the wild berries that grow in the woods. And herbs. I'll make my clothes out of rabbit skins when these here clothes wear out. Oh, now, Mayor, that's ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous, is it? Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live like a hermit. I ain't having nothing to do with no more females. And the best way to do that is to go off into the woods and live like a hermit. So long, Buster. Lad. Or rather, farewell. Farewell. Troy, he is going into the woods to live like a hermit, Big John. Wait, I'll stop him. Mayor, you know how much you love those sirloin steaks they serve down at Jerome and Thomas' steakhouse. If you live in the woods like a hermit, you'll never be able to eat at Jerome and Thomas' steakhouse. Well, what do I care? I'm leaving this here world behind to live like a hermit in the woods. Mayor! Hey, Mayor, we're going to have sirloin steak at our house for supper tonight, and you're invited. Nope. You can't bribe me. Farewell. I'm off to the woods to live like a hermit. Farewell. Farewell. Well, there he goes, Big John, off into the woods. 
Well, we can't stop him. Let's go home and eat supper. Goodbye, Mayor, old friend. My, oh, my. <laughs> Big John, look. Bunny's standing back there by the shack looking in the direction the mayor went. Well, I don't want to look back, Sparky. Let's make the mayor think that we don't care what he does. Well, okay. Yeah, that way, that way maybe he'll change his mind, huh? Sure. If the mayor doesn't think he's impressing anybody by going off into the woods to live like a hermit, he'll probably change his mind about the whole thing. Come on. Just keep walking toward home. Well, okay. Come on, buddy. Here, buddy. Oh, boy, here he comes. Oh, look out, Big John. I'll knock you over. <laughs> yeah, look out. Look out. Go get him, buddy. Go get him. Okay, thanks, buddy, Big John. I'll see you back home. Okay? All right. <laughs> Go on, run around. Get some exercise. It'll do you both good. I'll just stroll along here. And listen. Be sure you come back in the house in time for supper. It'll be ready pretty soon. Okay, Big John. I'll be home soon. Good night. Yes, yes, yes. Look at him go. Well, looks like spring is finally here. Oh, spring, spring, beautiful spring. Mmm, just smell that air. It's so fresh and sweet. Oh, it's beautiful back here in Wolverine's Woods. The trees are starting to bud out now. And... <laughs> Look at that little squirrel run up the side of the tree. <laughs> Hello, little squirrel. Are you glad to see spring here again? <laughs> Oh, I'll be glad to see summer get here. I'd like to go swimming a few times this year. I bet Sparky would enjoy that, too. Oh, we haven't done much swimming together. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll take Sparky and all his friends swimming with me. We'll just pile them all into the car and drive out to the one of the swimming pools here in town. Or maybe we could even drive down to the camp in Indiana on the Whitewater River. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. What a day, what a day. Well, here's the house. Just push aside these bushes, and I'll be out of the woods and into my own backyard. <laughs> there. Well, I guess I'll have to be getting the garden tools out one of these days and get to work. Of course, I've already got my tulip bulbs in. They'll be coming up one of these days. I guess I'll put zinnias in along back here, and then over there between our yard and Mrs. Two Hills, I'm going to put in some snapdragons. I always like snapdragons. Yeah. Well, it's getting late. I guess I better get on into the house and start supper. Looks like these back porch steps could use a little paint this year, too. Guess I'll have to call up the painters. Sprucing up to the house this year. Well, kitchen door wasn't locked. Guess Sparky's home. Guess he didn't stay outside like he said he was going to. Think there's a lamp turned on in the living room. Sparky must be in there reading. Oh, I'll bet the mailman brought another letter from Yuki. Better go ahead and see what the latest news about Yuki is. Well, Sparky, did you get a letter from Yuki? Howdy, Buster. Oh, hello, Mayor. It's you, huh? How'd you get it? Wait a minute. Mayor, what are you doing here? Just sitting here waiting for you to come home. 
<laughs> Where's that sirloin steak supper you said you was going to have for me? Now, wait a minute. Didn't I just see you back in Wobbledings Woods? Me? Oh, not me, Buster. Now, just a minute. I know you were just back there not more than five minutes ago. You were dirty and needed a shave, and you had on an old tattered and torn uh, set of clothes, and you said you were going off into the woods to become a hermit. What? <laughs> What's the matter with you, Buster? You gone loony or something? Now, wait a minute. Now, you just wait a minute. Do I look like I need a shave? And are these dirty, old, tattered, and torn clothes? I'm all dressed up spick and span like a shiny new penny. As a matter of fact, if I must say so myself, I look like a little doll. A little doll! Well, now, now I know I didn't dream that you were back there in the boys' clubhouse, Jack. You said you were going to live like a hermit. Sparky was with me. He saw you. He heard you say that. Now, you mean it was the lad who said that, don't you, Buster? He just came in here from somewhere with old clothes on. He went upstairs to get something. As he went up the steps, he, he saw me sitting here, and he said he was mad at you. Said he was going off to live like a hermit in the woods. Now, wait a minute. This is all mixed up. Mayor? Yes? You were back there in the woods. Sparky was with me. We both saw you sitting in the shack, and you said you were going to resign from your job as mayor and that you were going to go off into the woods and live like a hermit. You said that, Mayor, not Sparky. Oh, Buster, you better go see a doctor. You feeling well? You act funny. I wasn't back in the woods today. It was the lad you must have saw. He just told me that he was going off into the woods to live like a hermit. Well, I hear him coming down the steps right now. We'll straighten out this thing once and for all. I know I just saw you back in the woods. Hey, Sparky. Sparky, come on in here a minute. Hey, Sparky. Hey, Sparky, come here. Huh? Oh. I was hoping I'd see you before I leave, Big John. Well, I was just... I have decided to leave this cruel world and to go into the woods to live like a hermit. Sparky, where'd you get those dirty old clothes you're wearing? Well, I'm a hermit, Big John. I don't need good clothes. Now, wait a minute. Just a moment. Sparky, weren't you and I just back in Wobbledings Woods together, and didn't we just see the mayor sitting in your shack, and didn't he say he was going to be a hermit? Oh, no, John. I wasn't with you. Oh, I haven't been back in Wobbledings Woods with you for a long, long time. What? Well, farewell, John. What? I'm leaving to start my life as a hermit. What? Farewell. What? Farewell, Mayor Plumfront. Farewell, lad. Hey, come back here, Sparky. What do you mean you haven't been in Wobbledings Woods with me for a long time? We were just back there. I do not know what's the matter with you, Big John, but you and I weren't back in Wobbledings Woods today. Oh, my goodness. Maybe there is something the matter with me. I'm almost certain I saw the mayor back there. But he was dirty and needed a shave, and here he is, clean as a brand new penny. He's even wearing his lilac cologne. Look, if you're sick, Buster, I'll help you get to bed, and I'll call the doctor. Yes. Yes, maybe, maybe you better. I, I, do, I do feel a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you two laughing about? This could be serious. Look, I might be a sick man. Hey, April, April Fool! There, Big John. April Fool, Big John, April Fool! What? Sure, this was all a trick, Mayor, and Plump Front and I decided to play on you, because this is April Fool's Day, Big John, April Fool's Day. 
Oh, we sure did play a good trick on you, and you sure did fall for it. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, in our enthusiasm for the beautiful spring weather and Yuki being in uh, training camp and the mayor breaking up with his girlfriend, the Widow Dilly, I had completely overlooked the fact that April 1st had rolled around once again. That's the way it was, the 1st of April, 1953. <laughs> As Mayor Plumfront and Sparky played a good April Fool's trick on Big John, who lives in the little house all the way up the next block. John Arthur was the professional name of John Arthur Gares. As Big John Arthur, he was the host of the Saturday morning children's radio series, Big John and Sparky. Sparky was the little elf from the land of make-believe who wants more than anything else in the world to be a real boy. This program started as a half-hour program, but then was switched in 1951 to 15-minute serialized adventures. Big John and Sparky featured a normal adult, Big John, and a cast of wacky characters he interacted with. The voice of Sparky was actually John Arthur's voice played at a high speed. John did nearly all of the voices for the show, and his daughter also did one. By 1956, Arthur had played over 200 roles for the show. Episodes consisted of stories, songs, and the theme, Teddy Bear's Picnic, sung by Ann Stevens. John stated that all of the stories were either based on his life experiences or from letters coming in. The characters were your basic small-town denizens, including a cab driver, the mayor, and of course talking dogs. Hopefully not based on John's real life. At one point, he asked his children listeners to write to him to tell him ex what they thought Sparky looked like. This led to over 25,000 pieces of mail and eventually resulted in a comic book series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.